is the Go Blue Crew. Welcome into the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick with Derek Devine. Derek, we got college football back this weekend. Not Michigan. It's a smaller slate of games that famous week zero. But are you getting those those uh, nerves, those feelings back? Like college football is really back this weekend. I think I'll feel it for sure on Saturday, probably around noon when I watch Northwestern and mm. Nebraska. Uh, kick it off overseas. Twelve thirty. You know what? One of the two. I'll be ready by noon, though. You're watching a pregame show, aren't you? Pregame. You know, maybe I'll just watch some Michigan highlights before the game kicks off. So I think I think my jitters come in when I see college football officially start. Do you have a Saturday morning routine? I do. Wake up, start some coffee. Okay. Usually have uh, you know either bagels ready to go you know maybe it's a special cinnamon roll morning you know maybe the wife's making crepes and you know nice. i just kind of slowly make it to the couch you know sometime around eh, you know 9 30 10 uh, if i'm sleeping in you know obviously a little bit later than that and i kind of bounce between big noon and uh college game day uh, again maybe some highlights maybe some you know i like to scroll through the twitters you know see who's maybe not suiting up uh, what they're saying last second, what jerseys they're going to wear. Uh, and then, yeah, you know, if it's a noon game, I'd say by 11.05, I've got the pregame chills, nerves, you name it. Mm-hmm. So, I've, yeah, I've you know, my routine is just, I try, to, I try to go slower than I used to. I used to wake up way too hype, you know, way too <laughs> early. Uh, you know, I, I find myself kind of tuning out of game day if the story is not super intriguing. Uh, so yeah, I try to try to take it slower and, and maybe get to the couch a little later each year as I, as I get older. Cause you know, I feel like you can wow. see all of the good stuff on Twitter now. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. true. So I'm, I'm an early riser naturally. Plus Saturday mornings, my wife is just getting home from work, uh, from working overnight. And so it just, it's natural for me to kind of wake up between seven and eight and get to the kitchen, start that coffee, get it out to the living room. And I get usually college game day up on my laptop, but then I'm playing NCAA 14 all morning. Mm. And then come about it. 10 30, 11. Um, I'll, I'll take my Michigan lunchbox to the beer fridge and it perfectly fits six. I put them in there. I've got those for the day. Come back upstairs. So that just sits beside me for as long as I'm sitting there. College game day on the laptop. Keep playing NCAA 14. I might eat some a light breakfast, but I I tend to skip breakfast on the weekends. I eat breakfast on the weekdays religiously, but you know the weekends I'm a little more loose about it. But I think we got a similar approach, just more laid back and low key. And and uh, even though I'm waking up early, I. I I still feel like I'm not in a rush for anything. It's it's, it's one of my favorite times of the week. It's Saturday mornings. You know, and we talked a little bit about this previous shows, but I've got got a couple of first weekends here where my normal routine will be anything but normal. Uh, first yeah. weekend, I'll be spending some time up north, so kind of watching at the in-law. So definitely a good setup, good TV, good sound. Uh, but you know, the the routine will look a little a good TV. Oh, always. I mean, and if they don't, you it's probably weird. made a mistake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
Sorry, sorry for those out there whose in-laws do not have a good TV uh, straight disc. So, you know, uh, it'll be a situation where the game will be on and it'll be, you know, a good situation. Week two, Hawaii night game. I'll be in Canada for a wedding. So, yeah. you know, not not the usual routine. And, you know, an 8 p.m. game against Hawaii is always going to be an odd routine uh, for someone like you and I. And, unless we're really going to play NCAA 14 for, for 12 hours, uh, yeah. you know, you, you, got, you got some time to, to fill. So. Uh, not a normal start to the season for me. Uh, also, not not a season that I'm going to get to the big house as soon as I would like to. But hey, routine aside, uh, right around that eleven o'clock mark, if it's a noon game, doesn't matter where I am or what I'm doing. Uh, those pregame jitters definitely uh, strike. And again, I think it's similar to waking up later, a little bit more casual. I think I don't allow those to hit as early in the preseason. But hey, when you get talking to you know about you know a week away, you know a Saturday away. Uh, kind of hard to avoid all the all the feelings and emotions you have preseason for a Michigan football season. Before we get into talking about the captains that Michigan just named, um, I I know I've talked about this before, but you mentioned Hawaii, and that reminded me I have a stellar weekend coming up on that one outside of my routine, but still stellar. Friday night, first of all, Friday, uh, a moving day for us as we in the middle of buying a house cue the claps. Friday night going to cue the claps, which for some reason don't work. So we'll just do it in real life. Uh, Friday evening, going to Rupp arena in Kentucky to the Alan Jackson concert. Mm. Saturday morning is like the big move in day. So we're getting as many people as we can here to help us move everything. We couldn't get ourselves. Turning into the afternoon, of course, we'll have football on the TV. I've already set up the internet appointment. That's you know that's going to be taken care of. That's a priority. Crucial. Um, it turns into an Alan Jackson belated birthday party for me, since mm. my birthday was on the 16th. But you know, it just we got we had so much going on, so it's like let's push it to move in slash birthday. And that takes us in to Michigan Hawaii at 8 p.m. So just a wild. 24 hours basically two things happy belated yeah second you're doing the right thing because as you get older there's absolutely no reason to celebrate your birthday on your birthday especially if you can determine just a couple of weeks later you have a way better opportunity you've got a concert you've got football you've got a new house i mean what what a better way to celebrate or delay you know, a birthday yeah. than, than that. So I think you're in good hands and you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll have an extra one for you at that wedding. Thinking about your big day. Thank you. Thank you. I'll, I'll have an extra one for you too, as well. I'll Appreciate have an that. extra one for quite a few people actually. Don't worry. I like that. that. You're going to need two, uh, lunch pails. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Michigan's captains this season, in case you haven't seen Eric Hall, Ronnie Bell, Cade McNamara, Mike Sandra still and Mozzie Smith right off the bat. Which of those names catches your attention? Uh, you know, I would say Ronnie Bell, uh, not for a surprise. I, I just think that I, uh, when I heard that, uh, you know, he was a captain last year in a season where uh, his captain role looked much different. He could not really lead uh, by his play on the field. You know, he had to lead from the sideline. He was well in tune at the entire season, most of it on crutches. Uh, and did the best he could from the sideline with a season-ending injury. Uh, so the name that sticks out for me is Ronnie Bell. 
uh, because he gets another chance to be a captain, uh, hopefully this time fully healthy on the field. It just kind of makes me appreciate his journey, uh, how long he's been around, how uh, well he's played when he has played at the wide receiver position. Uh, even in the highlights he had, a few of them is his freshman uh, year. You know, this is a guy who uh, was a basketball recruit to, to Missouri State and Michigan flipped him before other teams kind of cut on to his potential as a football player. Uh, and so for him to kind of cap his season, you know, for real this time, once again, as a captain, uh, I think, you know, that's the name that sticks out, you know, not the surprise, the the one that even he says, uh, you know, he was expecting his name to be called, uh, but, you know, happy for him. And, and I think that he is a, a player that we'll be thinking about for a long time, especially if his uh, last season in Michigan can, can be a stellar one. Okay. So I think a lot of people, and I'll, I'll throw myself in this group, looks at this list and says, Ooh, kind of interesting. Cade McNamara in there. Cause you know, uh, Michigan's in the middle of this quarterback competition and it should not be assumed that just because Cade McNamara is a captain, that means he's a starter. Um, you can't just can't make that assumption, but I don't think it's insignificant. You know, it, it's got to mean something. And I, I just look at that name and I think, okay, you know what? Like if, if Cade McNamara, fast forward a couple of weeks, okay, Cade McNamara is a starter. And you say, okay, what are the things that like were the hints along the way that told us this was going to happen? There aren't many because the nature of college football, especially Jim Harbaugh's program is so secretive and very closed off to the public. Um, but this is one of those things that I think kind of lets you know it's trending in that direction. In fact, the Cade McNamara uh, would be a captain on this football team. So I'm throwing that out there. What do you think? Yeah, so he's the first uh, quarterback captain that uh, has been named under Jim Harbaugh. Again, I didn't know uh, that. teammates, first one since like Denard Robinson uh, in 2012, the, the season he... He's a captain emeritus. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. So first one uh, under Harbaugh, uh, teammates uh, voted for him. You know, we've always known him as a good leader, uh, the perfect game manager, and, and really a uh, perfect quarterback in a lot of senses last year that led Michigan to his first, you know, Big Ten championship in years. But, you know, the thing for me that really stuck out um, was his quote, you know, kind of today uh, about being the quarterback uh, or, or being named captain, I, I guess I should say. Uh, and the one thing he said, instead of talking about his leadership and his, you know, his teammates kind of valuing him as a, a veteran, he said he's playing uh, the way he's playing uh, is uh, the level he's playing is very high right now uh, in terms of where he's been in his career, that he's gotten much better uh, and he's way better this time this year than, than this time last year. Uh, and that his teammates have recognized that. Uh, him and his teammates have recognized that. And so instead of saying anything about, you know, you know, known as a leader, you know, one of the more vocal guys have been through it, you know, the thick and the thin, the, the ups and the downs, you know, he talked about his play. Uh, and that's one of the things, you know, and we'll talk more about it. That's one of those things too, where, you know, you know, he was going to get better being pushed like by a talented guy like JJ McCarthy. Uh, but yeah, he, you know, I think more than just his leadership, he thinks that he's been voted captain because uh, he's playing the best football of his career. Uh, and for Michigan, that's a great thing. Uh, and, and I fully expect, uh, especially with uh, him being named a captain, that at the very least, he'll be the guy to lead the offense uh, in game one and probably the first 
a uh, few games, no matter what. And then you're going to have to see, you know, how the competition plays out in the field, but we've been prepped with that. You know, Jim Harbaugh said this will likely play out. Um, so yeah, you know, we'll see, you know, Mozzie Smith, I will say did kind of say today, maybe a slip, uh, hard to tell. Uh, but basically said that all eyes are on Cade McNamara and, uh, essentially that, uh, you know, he's been that he's a hardworking guy, been that way since he got there. Uh, and now that he's a starter, all eyes are on him. So starter for game one, starter for the season to be determined. But yeah, I'd say Cade McNamara is not only your captain, he's probably your starter unless, uh, unless we find out otherwise, uh, with some play in the field. When, when Kate, excuse me, when Cade McNamara says something like, um, you know, I'm playing as well as I've ever play, played uh, better this year at this time compared to last year. Like when he says that stuff, do you take it at face value or you just, do you take it at, at like, that's kind of what you're supposed to say. Like, Oh, I, you know, this is sort of like NFL training camp. Like everybody shows up and it's like so-and-so is uh, you know, in the best shape of their life or whatever. Do you think it's, it's real or is it just like sort of the things you say? I mean, he's trying to win a starting job, so he's going to be as confident as he needs to be, you know, publicly. He gets a lot of public criticism. There's a lot of people in the camp that think JJ should start no matter what, you know, throw him out there, make him learn in the games where they're probably not going to lose. Like if you're going to have your turnovers, you know, have them in uh, the games that you're going to win uh, and give yourself some real tape to learn how to clean things up uh, when different opponents obviously give you different looks than you can get on the practice field. But, you know, another comment that kind of falls in line with, that same way of thinking that you, you present is, you know, he kind of touched on too, like no matter how people have thought of me, you know, he takes pride in the fact that his teammates uh, recognize him for who he is and what he brings to the team. So, you know, he's going to say, you know, the, all the right things he wants to start. Those guys are both really competitive. Uh, I think McCarthy has kind of taken more of an approach of, you know, my time will come, you know, Matt Weiss said, no matter when it is, you know, J.J. McCarthy would be a really good quarterback for the University of Michigan. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I think the, the team is McNamara's until J.J. McCarthy proves too good uh, to, to you know, keep McCarthy out there or keep McNamara out there for the majority of the time. But I think he's, yeah, he, he knows what he's saying. You know, he did the same thing at Big Ten Media Days. He did the same thing with the media last year. Uh, he, he has all the right things to say, that's for sure. And, you know, in his mind, he's the starter all season. Uh, and it's his literally his job to keep his starting job. And I think that you're going to see his best effort. Uh, and, you know, maybe he does play out of his mind and, and makes it impossible for, for Coach Harbaugh to put anybody else in, in his place. All right, moving on to other spots on this roster. You know, when we were going through kind of taking the bird's eye view of, of what the roster and the depth chart look like, I think we neglected the tight ends. Did we talk about the tight ends? I feel like we've talked we about talked Eric about all receivers. a little bit and we definitely talked about the receivers, but yeah, you know, right into the mix of the, you know, the wideouts is the tight ends. So let's talk about some tight ends. Eric all. Okay. That's, that's your number one. I think, uh, one of the more valuable or how, how should I say this? One of the, one of the more overlooked perhaps, uh, number two tight ends out there would have to be Luke Schoonmaker really came on in the second half of the season, a big bodied, sure handed kind of tight end. Um, the, the fact that you get both of those guys, I, I can't, I can't shake the feeling 
that this offense is going to be like legit lethal and it's it's across the board but i think these tight ends are going to be overlooked including eric all who at this point like people are familiar with like you know who eric all is because he's made big plays and and played well but there's so much talent around him that you know, perhaps people are overlooking just like how good the tight end room is at Michigan. And so when it comes, you know, middle of the season or or later and, and it's like, okay, this offense is like for real. They're lighting up everybody. They're, they're moving really well. I, I have no doubt it will not be, um, and and no small measure thanks to the tight ends who I, I think will, they'll have all kinds of opportunities to make plays and that's a really good one to punch there with Eric All and Luke Schoonmaker. Yeah, I think the tough thing, and, and this is back to the quarterbacks too, is I think the reason that people are so impressed with Cade McNamara is I think the guys around him, especially any pass catchers, are probably really making anybody look good right now. Uh, they're getting open. Uh, he loves uh, checking down. Uh, you know, a guy like that Schooner, tight end delay is oh. is so good. I mean, I he, love that that's play, not a play he's going to miss on very often. And I think that you're going to see more and more of that. I want to be surprised with, you know, the way Michigan runs offense that Eric all leads the team in receptions, uh, you know, maybe not yards cause he's going to have a lot of, you know, short dumps to him to pick up first downs. But, you know, one way to solve uh, the, how do you replace Hassan Haskins on third and three? Uh, it's find a way to get it to Eric all uh, or schoon, uh, you know, five yards, a few yards beyond the first down line there. So uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if a guy like Eric all leads the team in receptions because he's going to probably be out there most consistently. Both of those guys play a major role uh, in run blocking, you know, as well as the the backups that will get some time and reps as well. Uh, but yeah, I think that that might be the most important group for a Cade McNamara because he's, he's always going to make the right throw. Um, you know, he'll throw it into the back of a lineman's head every once in a while or uh, maybe miss more often because of the lack of arm strength at times, but uh, he's always going to take the safer route. And, and a lot of times that safer route proved to be really beneficial. Uh, could make the pass he needed to make on a down that uh, called for a passing play and, and really relied on that run game uh, being good. You know, we have to see how good the run game will be, how they use uh, two uh, very different backs, but especially different from Hassan Haskins. But if there's one thing that will be reliable, it'll probably tight end play. Uh, and the reality is, you know, those guys are going to take reps uh, away from some of the receivers. So when you have a already crowded uh, depth chart at, uh, at wide receiver, uh, you got to factor in that, you know, Eric All and Schoonmaker are going to get quite a few balls thrown their way as well. So it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes up. But, you know, I think Cade McNamara can be the starter when you have multiple options. Uh, you make the right read or you check down when you have to. There's likely going to be a guy open. There's just far too many talented guys uh, that are out there trying to to be pass catchers. So, you know, that's a dream for a quarterback, no matter who the starting quarterback is. So outside of the, the quarterback competition, um, I, I think maybe the the most interesting one, the one that um, probably keeps our attention the longest going into the season, might be Will Johnson at quarterback. You know, one of those like really highly touted freshmen uh, comes in with, a bunch of talent and it's like okay where does he fall on the current depth chart probably not on on the field at one of those two cornerback spots to start the field 
you, you can see where he slots in perhaps a nickel later. I don't know. But do you feel like that's, that's a, a position where perhaps things uh, flip throughout the season where it's Will Johnson getting in there for, for either Jamon Green or DJ Turner with, with them being the assumed starters? Absolutely, especially if you're against a team like a you know an Ohio State that's going to throw a lot. Even Peyton Thorne, his ability to throw the ball and the wide receiver talent that Michigan State has, you know you got to have guys sub in and sub out. So the the best thing you can have is a very talented freshman who needs the time in the field, will get the time in the field, but also maybe won't be uh, you know tasked with starting. Uh, that can be uh, you know pretty detrimental if, if things aren't going your way. So he actually gets to benefit from kind of, you know, learning at a slower pace, uh, watching two very talented guys in front of him, but will definitely have his moments. And I think when he's on the field, you'll ha- you'll see those big moments, uh, that, that Jabril Peppers moment, that uh, Dax Hill moment where it's a very young guy, but you just know that they're poised to be a, a star and, and likely to be drafted. Uh, and so I think you'll see a lot of him, especially early, you know, they're going to want to get a guy uh, like that out there as often as they can. Uh, but even in the big games, you know, when they have to get a big stop, I won't be surprised if it's Will Johnson who's coming up with a, you know, an interception. Uh, and it kind of makes you like, whoa, you know, there's that talent, you know, there's, there's that uh, fifth star, you know, that the reason that everybody wanted him. Uh, and and kind of like a JJ McCarthy last year, uh, when you don't have to throw somebody out into the mix because you're desperate, I just think the the ability to kind of work at a slower pace uh, probably allows you to excel even more as a young player. So he will definitely get his name called, uh, but you know he's also learning from two very experienced and uh, probably pretty going to be pretty good cornerbacks this year. I think that Michigan secondary is uh, going to be better than a year ago. I think there's a lot of guys returning, a lot of guys hungry to be that star. Uh, so I think he's learning behind two greats, and then obviously I think the coaching staff uh, back there uh, with a similar defense but new uh, lead coordinator. Uh, yeah, I think he's learning with the best of them right now, and I think that defense will be that much better because of his presence. Uh, maybe the last thing we'll be able to get to today, but Blake Corum and, and Donovan Edwards, two super talented running backs who are are probably at maybe at different times throughout the season going to be uh, stat sheet stuffers. And I, I kind of wonder... Like Blake Corum, you know, if you if you're going one two, like Blake Corum's number one, until or if Donovan Edwards is able to like slot into that place. But but given what we've seen from Donovan Edwards, the things he's able to do, particularly in the in the past game coming out of the backfield, do you feel like it's in your head? And I'm not saying project this onto the to the coaching staff and the way they think about this, but the way you think about this, is it is it almost like a a number one and a number one a like is is there really any point in differentiating like yeah that's the backup because backup just kind of seems to be frankly disrespectful to his his skill and production talking about donovan edwards yeah i think it's definitely one a one b i think that's kind of what the approach for the quarterbacks is now but the reality is you have to name a starter and you probably want to give that starter a series or two to start the game uh, whereas running back, you know, you could you could see a guy go every other play uh, the first series. You know, I, I don't think you could have an option one uh, with those two guys. And and hopefully a guy like Blake Corum is is ready and willing. You know, I, 
I think naturally you maybe want to be the star uh, after sharing a lot of the spotlight with Hassan Haskins. But, you know, if these guys, you know, uh, want to win football games and they know what's best for the team, you know, he knows that he needs Donovan Edwards to play well because Donovan Edwards plays well behind him. Uh, it's going to give him more rest. You know, he's going to be a lot fresher. This is a guy that had uh, some injury problems last year, had to sit out a few games. Uh, and, you know, unfortunate for Blake Corum, but very fortunate for Donovan Edwards. He got a lot of extra reps near the end to the point where, you know, he was in some big moments in, in the Big Ten Championship and even early in the playoff game against Georgia when they were trying anything they could to just score points. And so it's definitely 1A, 1B. I think they're similar in a lot of ways, but I just think that Donovan Edwards probably has a higher ceiling uh, and likely will split reps. And, and like you said, I think they're going to have a game you know, maybe early season, it's a lot of Blake Corum. You know, nobody is going to be able to catch that guy uh, on any of the first opposing teams. Uh, but then in a random game like a Maryland with Donovan Edwards, you know, 170 receiving yards or, you know, whoever busts the big play in one of the closer games, uh, I think it's going to go back and forth with who has the better game. Uh, but I think both of them are going to really open up the passing game. And I think obviously, uh, you know, both guys are, are probably prepped for a big year. Really, you're looking at who's that number three at this point. Uh, and hoping that the two guys, you know, 1A, 1B, stay healthy throughout. All right, a little questionnaire for you before we go. I, and I think this is really tough, but who do you think between those two ends up with the most total yards this season? I'd say probably Donovan Edwards. You know, I mean, the one game alone, he had nearly 200 receiving yards. So Blake Corum will absolutely get a shot to be a, a pass catcher. Uh, you know, you got, you got AJ heading in there that might even get some time in the backfield like he did a year ago. Uh, but I think, you know, they were kind of rumoring AJ Henning, Donovan Edwards uh, package together. Uh, you know, either guy could split out. Uh, either guy could catch the ball really well. I think Donovan Edwards might literally have the best hands on the team. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Donovan Edwards, I think, uh, naturally, uh, because he's probably going to be using the pass game as much as he is in the run game. Uh, I give the slight edge to him. All right. I was thinking pretty much the same thing. I, 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 I wouldn't, you know, you're not going to be surprised either way unless it's really lopsided, but I think all things considered, everyone stays healthy. Things go the way they're supposed to go. Generally Donovan Edwards probably ends up with more total yards because of what he's able to do as a pass catcher uh, coming out of the backfield. So, with that, Derek, we officially put a wrap, I would say, on the offseason, right? That's it. We head into next week. We're going to talk about Colorado State. Well, maybe we'll we'll revisit some of those general expectations this season. But this is it. Like, we're getting ready for the real thing coming up. You know, when you say that, put it that way, it seems like it was a long summer. Long offseason. I mean, hey, it, summer's not over. Didn't we talk about the solstice? Yeah, that's true. Recently. You're right. You're right. No, Didn't I guess, yeah, it, it goes by fast, but, you know, you think of all the episodes you had where you weren't previewing a football game. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have to count that basketball is in there. That obviously buys plenty of time through March Madness. But, yeah, you know, from – and we talked about basketball a lot later than usual because of all the transfers and turnover and, and such. Uh, but, yeah, really since, you know, the spring game, we've been talking football on and off and – you know, finally, we don't have to speculate other than maybe a little bit in a, in a game preview. And, you know, two weeks from now, my goodness, we'll be recapping a game as much as we'll be previewing the next one. So looking forward to that. 
You know, the thing to me that tells me this off season actually went kind of fast is I was thinking, weren't we just talking about the solstice? Um, we were, but probably in like May. Yeah. Because the, uh, the date, you know, June 21st, that's the summer solstice. Mm-hmm. The winter solstice, Derek, if you can get this to within five days. Wait, is that too easy? Do people know the winter solstice? I'm not like sure. Is it the same? Is it is it when winter starts? I don't know what it means, honestly. I was gonna guess January twenty first. You've got the twenty first right, but it's December twenty first. It is December, so winter actually starts December twenty first. Next week, as well as a preview, we will um, talk about Earth's rotation around the sun and what the solstice means for you. I mean, the fall is the shortest season. I don't know. Depends on where you are. September twenty first right. to December twenty first. That's it. Dates. It's it's winter before then. I don't care what the solstice says. Max. Sometimes it's winter in October. Right. So we'll get back next week, and um, it'll probably be majority solstice. But we'll also talk about Colorado State. How's that sound? Yeah, I mean that'll probably we'll know so much <laughs> about them that that'll probably fill up whole five minutes of the show uh then we have 25 (laughs) minutes to play with so looking forward to it all right until then take care out there go blue go blue